Take me home, Midland Road, to the place I belong, to the valley, to see the city. Take me home, Midland Road. Hello and welcome to part two of the latest episode of A Season with Bradford City. In the last instalment, we met with Bradford City manager Graham Alexander. And in this part, I talk with Robert Cranmer, the club's mental health lead. It's an important part of the podcast, and I felt that it deserves to stand on its own and published in its own right. Rob's a good guy who does a lot of work on behalf of the club and has helped and is helping, in fact, lots of people. If you are interested to find out more about what Rob does, how he might be able to help you, or if you'd like a confidential chat, then his contact details are mentioned twice during this podcast. I'd like to also dedicate this interview to Elliot, who is Rob's son, and who I'm sure is well aware of the good work his dad does. So here it is then, a discussion I had with Rob a few days ago, and I started by asking him to talk us through what he's up to at the moment. Normal bloke from Bradford, born and bred, um, 35 now, knocking on a bit. I've got two boys, um, 12 and 8, and I've got another, a baby on the way at the moment, due in February. So uh, Busy then? <laughs> very busy, yeah, lots to look forward to there. Um, day to day, so I am a registered manager of a secure mental health service in Pontefract, um, and we support people with a variety of different complex needs in uh, and around their mental health, um, as well as that. Uh, the reason I'm here today is to talk a little bit about my work that I do for the club and in relation to what initially was the mental health supporters group and now is Bantam Safe Space. Brilliant. And, and you mentioned it there, Rob. What can you tell us about your role at the club then and, and that Bantam Safe Space that you, you, you touched upon? Yeah, so back in, well, it's got, it goes back a number of years, really. So we... we I say we, the generic we, be, me being I, um, pitched the idea to the club a, a few times. The timing wasn't always quite right, um, based on a number of personal experiences around personal loss, that of uh, a child and also with close family members. Um, and we, so it wasn't quite right at the time, but we signed a player called Oscar Threlkeld in the summer of 2021. And Oscar was really, really honest when he joined the club around his his own history, his own demons with his own mental health. And I sort of wanted to strike while the island's hot and approached the club, spoke to Ryan and Paula Watson and arranged a meeting quite quickly because I thought I felt it was a perfect opportunity to get on board and get some mental health um, awareness out there. And I really wanted to use Oscar Threlkel as part of that to act as a ambassador for the club and to use his profile around raising that awareness as well. Lots of little questions there, I guess. But for me, looking in from the outside, and obviously this fantastic work that you do, is the support for staff? Is it for fans? Is it for players? Is it for everybody connected to the club? Yes, I mean, initially we were looking at, at, at targeting this towards the uh, the fan base, really. Um, as it evolved, which everything does, um, we found that, other people were sort of dipping in and out of this, you know, with Oscar's role amongst the players, he was there as a, a bit of an advocate for mental health to support his colleagues. Um, but we were also speaking to um, young lads at the academy who maybe hadn't had the 
the welcome to the club and maybe it picked up injuries and that had affected their mental health. Um, and then other colleagues at Bradford City had maybe reached out um, with regards to their own personal lives and things going on at home. Um, so it quickly evolved and it quickly became clear that it wasn't just going to be aimed towards the fan base, although that is and always will be the priority because we're a family club and we want to support our own. Um, but moving forwards from that, we've realised it quickly evolved and as a one-man band, which I am, we've been able to bring other other people on board. So we've Brilliant. been working with Andy's Man Club, Mind in Bradford, and we've been able to work as a more collaborative approach in able to signpost people to these fantastic organisations that can maybe offer more of a group outlet rather than just a, a one-to-one that I might do with them over maybe a 10-15 minute phone call. Yeah. Saying that, there will be times and there is times where I will always touch base with people on a daily basis to see how they're doing and then as people start to um, sort of improve in their own mental health and get to a point where they don't require as in-depth support as such and um, we will then back off as we as we can do and then we're there to support other people coming through and the big thing really has been the volume of people initially was sort of drip fed through and the way they reached out to us was through a number of means initially we had a referral form set up that was quite clear quite methodical in a sense that said this isn't a clinical approach mm -hmm. this is a non-advisory service where we will sort of signpost if and well required and it yeah. quickly turned out that the people we were speaking to were just normal blokes normal men normal women um of every sort of aspect and every ethnicity religion creed of, of bradford really so and we were talking around a different age group as well from a 16 year old lad in the academy to a 70 odd year old bloke who'd lost his wife you know, right. and I think it's um, it's been a real, real eye opener. The sort of people that do need support that have probably never really had the the thought process of reaching out before, and it's overcoming that. And you hear about this stigma and this barrier all the time, but I think it's around knowing that it's available from the club is a real benefit to the people of Bradford, really, and wider. How does it operate then? Is it um, is it something that can people can check in on a daily basis? What are the contact, contactable hours, if you like, if if somebody was listening to this and thinking this is exactly what I need? Yeah, so it's so I work full time, um, forty fifty hours a week in my own job itself. Right. However, the service is there. Um, people can reach out. And what I always say is if anyone does reach out, I will always get back to them and I will guarantee to get back to them that day. Um, if people are in crisis or they require immediate support, there is a response that's an auto response from the um, referral process, whether that's through an email or through my Twitter account, it will auto response to provide them with immediate contact um, if they require support immediately. Um, when they've reached out for support, I will ask for a contact number and it will literally start with just a phone call and it'll be, hi, you've reached out, how can I help? And then we go from there. If people choose to tell me what's going on, then that helps to be able to get to the bottom of it and be able to 
provide a little bit more guidance or maybe offer some support or signposting around how we can help. Or some people will just say, oh, I was having a moment, but I'm fine now. I don't want to talk about it. And that's fine too. And moving beyond that, we will then set up and make arrangements for how regular they would like to be contacted. Do they want to contact me directly? Do you want me to contact you maybe once or twice a week? And it's really informal, really casual, to the point of, if you don't want to speak to me, that's fine. Just drop us a text. If you need anything, you know where I am. And we'll go from there, really. Fantastic. And if anybody is listening to this and would like to get in touch for, for whatever reason, how, how might they, they do so, Rob? So, yeah, so still through the club's website, there is the um, referral form to the Mental Health Supporters Group um, slash Bantam Safe Space now. Um, and they can do that, and that comes immediately through to the inbox that I oversee. Um, alternatively, there is the um, Twitter account for the Bantam Safe Space. That's at Bantam Safe Space. And as well as that, there is um, my own that a lot of referrals come through to, which is at Robert Cranmer, um, that they do come through to as well. So if anyone does need to reach out or anyone's hearing this and thinking they do, maybe need that little touch of support, and maybe just a little bit of guidance or maybe thinking they're having a bad week and as we all do from time to time they just need that conversation with somebody it isn't a clinical service it's not a judgmental service albeit um we will support you where we can and i use the term we quite a lot because i feel that this is overseen by the club and we are a family at the end of the day at bradford city we've been through a hell of a lot together over the years and i think that taking that on board we should all be looking out for each other really and you know you do see some things online that aren't so nice and a lot of the time there's an innocent party at the end of it so i think if anyone doesn't feel the need to just have a quick chat feel free to reach out but also just speak to your mates you know there's a campaign that the club are running at the moment um around talking to your mates and checking in with them if someone's been quiet please just reach out and ask how they're doing because you never know what's going on in their heads and we saw, didn't we, how powerful the, the Norwich City um, social media post was was recently, um, touching on some of the, the subjects that you've talked about there as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was brilliant. And, you know, hopefully, like what we're doing, I, I mean, there's not many other clubs that have this resource available, um, yeah. of, a, of a dedicated mental health resource through the football club. But... Like you said, the Norwich thing was, was brilliant and hopefully like we can just keep evolving because the numbers keep increasing. Yeah. Um, but naturally, it's a voluntary service and we are dedicated, but at the same time, we, we have, there's other demands to, to consider as well. But um, just, yeah, just let's just keep going and keep um, breaking down those barriers. Really. That's the big thing. Brilliant, Rob. We will revisit those contact details again um, at the close of the podcast because ultimately that is what this podcast is. Is about, but I can't let you go without speaking about your true love. I know you've mentioned your children as well, and they're obviously very high up on that. But other than your children, it's Bradford City, and it's been a busy week at the club as well. Your thoughts on the appointment of Graham Alexander as manager? Yeah, really, really positive. I think um, he's got a lot of experience in the lower leagues, um, good track record, and yeah, welcome it. Let's see, uh, let's give the lad a chance and see what he can do. Really, you know, I'm, from the little I know about football, Tom, um, I think they don't look a bad group of players. To be fair, you know, and I think sometimes you, you see him play some football and they've 
we've played some nice football, but um, long way to go, isn't it? I mean, it's only November. Um, and I think a lot of games coming up over the Christmas period. It'd be nice to, to pick some wins up and then see where we're at into the new year and uh, just go from there, really. You know, fingers crossed, we're, you know, we're all desperate to get out of this division, aren't we? And, um, you know, and, uh, but yeah, let's see where it takes us. Tell us about your love of Bradford City then, because I know you've been a supporter for, for, for many years, like many of the listeners here. How did it all begin? What are some of your, you know, standout experiences that have, you know, positive ones um, have been a Bradford fan? Because there have been some as well, haven't there? I did some research this morning, Tom, ahead of this. So my first game was the 28th <laughs> of March, 1998. Right. We played Manchester City at home. Um, yeah. We beat them 2-1. <laughs> Nigel Pepper and Nadinho scored. Wow. Um, it was one of the old Quidditch Kid games. I remember yes. standing in the old uh, Spine Cop. Um, yeah, and then from there, so I'm in my 25th year now of supporting um, Bradford Say, even wow. though I am 35. So I did. I was a late starter. I did yep. go to Wembley in 96, but I didn't really get the bug until a couple of years later when uh, Man City were in town. But um yeah, highlights. Um, obviously, the Premier League, um, which was really good. I was only a young lad, though. I was only like 10, 11, which was disappointing because I'd love to have been old enough to have a beer when we beat Liverpool. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and then, you know, considering when when um, Phil Parkinson was in town, those are probably the, um, the, the greatest years I've had of supporting Bradford through the last 25 years, you know, the cup runs and such. And, that day out at Chelsea and a couple of overnights camping in the main stand at Bradford City for tickets for Burton right. in the playoffs and then um, in the snow for Chelsea tickets was was an experience. But but yeah, and then, um, yeah, well, there's loads. I mean, I've got loads of members, to be honest. I mean, I love them to bits. I don't say that. I just I do hope for them. I just absolutely adore the club. And I think, <laughs> Can um, you believe it? So you mentioned the, the Parkinson there and, and, and that cup run and that, that promotion. Could there be similarities to, to this season, perhaps? Not so much with the cup run, obviously, but with that chasing the, the, the sort of leading pack for a, for a playoff place, do you think? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. You'd like to think so. I mean, that's all it takes. So just picking up a few wins on spin, don't it? And then getting a settled, settled starting eleven. And I think that's what we've lacked sort of the first part of this season. We've not really had any stability in the starting lineup. It seems to have been chopped and changed. But hopefully moving forward, um, Graham Alexander can sort of see where the biggest strengths are and try and get a bit of consistency. I think that's all we need to try and push on, really. And again, for, for anybody who might want to reach out, could you just sort of re-highlight those contact details? I think it's important. Yeah, of course, yeah. So you can directly refer through the Bradford City website or through the Mental Health Supporters Group tab, um, through Twitter at Bantam Safe Space or at Robert Cranmer. Fantastic, Rob. I'll see you again soon. And thank you very much indeed, sir, for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Take me home.